creators welcome to the unpublished podcast my name is amy i'm james and today we are talking about why the fact that we all have different taste in art is fucking excellent yes and what are we we're doing a clickbait title aren't we like yes we're gonna the title is gonna be why you have terrible taste in art yes which doesn't really make a lot of sense but we thought it would be eye catching. We're, we're trying to do catchy titles this year an intention that I have, and I have a few, is to, yeah, really focus on titles, like mm. grabbing people. Like not, yeah. I mean, obviously that is a bit clickbaity, but mm. like really trying to like encapsulate and get like really eye-catching and interesting titles to bring people in. Because annoyingly, titles do seem to really matter they for matter. everything. Yeah. Which, and you know, it's not a skill that I feel like either of us have. We're not great title makers I yet. Know. So maybe it's just something that we'd like to get better at and be more playful. At. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, it's tricky. Well, do you want to um, do you want to explain the topic a little bit more? Yeah, do you want to do you want to go for it? Or well, would yeah, you like me too. I mean, I'm stealing a little. We're stealing a little bit from Brandon Sanderson and Dan Wells's podcast. Um, intentionally blank here, because in the latest episode they were talking about how Dan Wells got a lot of pushback from people because he said he didn't like Andor, the... and people were like, "I will never read your books. You are an idiot because you didn't like Andor," which is just anyway. And or, for those who don't know, is the... It's Star Wars. It's Star Wars. It's a Star Wars show. And it was very well received. And personally, I really liked Andor. I also really liked it too. Um, yeah, so it's just an interesting topic. Like, I think a lot of artists in particular, like we are almost the worst offenders, can get very uppity and very righteous about what is and what isn't good art. Mm, mm. Um, when we are kind of ignoring the fact that the fact that there is no such thing as good and bad art is actually extraordinarily to our detriment. I mean, no, to our benefit. Yes, yes. No, it's good for us. Yeah, there's no is. such thing as good and bad art. Yeah. Um, and that's the end of the podcast. Okay, goodbye, everyone. It was really hard. I mean, no, this won't be any news to any of you, but it was extremely hard to get the both of us sitting down here doing the podcast. So it's a miracle that we're here. It's Even a though it's kind of our prop, our first proper one back of the year. Yeah, this is okay, this is why I'm, I just so regret ever having seasons in the podcast. Why do you think it's just better if we keep going? Yeah, we should have just had episode numbers. I don't know why we did seasons, but... Why can't we change it? Because I'll have to go back through and I'll have to change everything. Let's just make it an, an Emma task. Oh, okay, sure. Make it an Emma task. Um, poor Emma. Poor Emma. So, I think something that we've always been really annoyed about is when people are like, Twilight is just bad. Yeah. And, or Harry Potter is just bad, you know, leaving J.K. Rowling aside. The, the actual prose or like the, yeah. the books, are yeah. these things... Which millions of people have enjoyed. I'm going to get up on my high horse and say that they're bad and that everyone's dumb for liking them. Yeah. Which I mean, just... it's just, it always triggered me. It always annoyed me. Um, I used to feel particularly sensitive about this in terms of music when I was younger. And I still have like a music sensitivity because I could never figure out what was meant, what was bad and good music. Mm. And like people would very like down, just tell me like, oh, that you have a bad sense of, of taste in music. And yeah, I was always like, what does that mean? Like, I can't figure out what I like, what I like. And it almost always corresponds with popularity. Yeah. Yeah. If something's very popular, it's considered, often considered to be bad. Which is so interesting, isn't mm. it? Like... Yeah, yeah, if it's something's beloved, especially like really beloved, oh, then it's shit. Yes. And I think it, it maybe it's really, I mean, I think it comes from a really cute place, which is that humans love to be individualistic and they like to be to stand out and they like yeah. to feel like they have a unique thing about them, which is totally cool. And I respect that totally. Um, you know, your taste in music and in books and in movies is probably really cool and different and unique and, and particular to you. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that other people's is wrong. Yeah. And I think as artists, 
the more we accept this, the more we can accept our own work as well. Yeah. Because I think so many of us get upset thinking, oh, there are people out there who are going to just be like, Amy's book sucks. And yeah, sure, Amy will get a few one-star reviews on her book. Mm. But it's... it's... I feel so at peace with understanding that our any person's art isn't for everyone and so therefore my art isn't for everyone and it's giving me like I have gotten a few like one star reviews a few like just like vaguely rude comments like just like things like oh very light or like Hmm. not what I expected or you know and I just I literally didn't feel anything and I'm such an emotional person I didn't feel anything I was like cool that's fine it literally cannot be for everyone and I just felt so content with that and that's really amazing Amy I I didn't realize that it actually really is amazing. Like, I just don't care. Like, because other people have enjoyed it. It would be mm. really hard if, I, if, if all I was getting was bad reviews. That would be really hard. It yeah, would be really it would hard. be really hard. Yes. Um, but because I, I know that I've connected with people, like, this book is for some and isn't for others. Like, of course, just like every book yeah. is for some and isn't for others. And even really terrible things have their own little enjoyment. Exactly. Thing like, even things that are as close to objectively bad as you can get. Like The Room yes, by the Tommy Wiseau yeah. is still awesome. Yeah. It's amazing. And like, it has its magic. Yeah. And it's enjoyed, like literally obsessively enjoyed by I think people all over the world. Almost the only time I kind of don't mind putting the boot into things is when it's just clearly some mega budget overproduced studio garbage. Avatar. <laughs> no, I think... James, don't you dare. James's never... favorite thing to do is to bitch about oh Avatar. God, that is not true. I have never ever said Avatar is a bad movie. I've said I don't enjoy Avatar. Okay, fine. Which is the crux of it. And what I was going to get to is that, like it's totally fine if you don't enjoy stuff. And you can, oh tell, my God, you yes. can say, I don't enjoy this thing. I don't like this thing. This thing isn't for me. But it's always, it's not for me. Yeah. I acknowledge that Avatar was a sensation. People loved it. Yeah, and, and it did something for, for lots really of people. Really visually stunning film. I can see that. I can see all the good things about it. Just when I was watching it, I was bored. That's it. Violently for me. bored. For me. And you know what I think really, really colored the Avatar thing was that it was in that school holidays where everyone, the only activity everyone wanted to do was go see Avatar. <laughs> so I saw it like four times. <laughs> it's so long as and well. I'm just sitting there going, oh my God. And you have Not a personal vendetta against Sam Worthington as well. Nothing wrong with Sam Worthington. Just, just thought, he, thought that his character in the movie not his fault. Was Could really it... bad. <laughs> Not bad, just... Personally, you felt like it wasn't Personally, good. I didn't enjoy the character. And that's fine. And that's what I think we're saying. Like, yeah. that's good. Like, that's yeah. very valid and doesn't mean that it... There's just no objective truth when talking about art. And it should be the most soothing thing. Like, it should be something we think about and meditate on all the time. Um, especially if we're in the process of sharing our own art. But even if you're just creating, like there is just no such thing as objectivity and creativity. No. And that is the best. And if you are someone who speaks in very objective terms about art, I, I can imagine you might also speak in very objective terms about your own art. Mm. And I, I'm inviting you to kind of question that very black and white view of, of creations. Well, even to take it a step further, I would say that if you think poorly about other people's art you're going to think even worse about your own yeah art. it's like you're going to have a bad you treat other people's art you'll treat your own worse because 
you need to practice that compassion towards art, towards other people, to even have a chance of being compassionate towards your own art because yeah. you're going to be your harshest critic yep. every time. Yeah, I'm my harshest critic on my writing. Today, when I was writing, I'm just like, shit, 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 shit. But it was actually only when I kind of... Sorry, this is a weird story. I took a be real of me writing and I realized <laughs> you could actually zoom into it and you could see the words. And I was like reading it from other people's perspective and I was like, actually, from when I embodied the people on my be real... I didn't mind it. Nice. That's interesting. I thought maybe that would have triggered it. Sometimes but, when I read my book and I'm like, okay, I'm reading my book, but I am this person. I'm like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. I think it helped that everyone on my Be Real is a legend, a le- like a great friend. Yeah. So I, I knew they wouldn't, bare minimum, they just wouldn't be a dick. Be a dick. Yeah. yeah. But still. Um, yeah. Really interesting. And what do you think about this um, idea that came from this Brandon Sanderson podcast that if the artist doesn't like something that you really like or vice versa that you should then not engage with that artist's creation i mean i guess like i guess it makes sense if you really you only have a very limited amount of time to consume art so as a heuristic you go this person didn't like my favorite piece of art so how likely yeah, is like it for that them to produce be, art that yeah. i like but it doesn't seem like the best way to measure it though no i think it's probably going to throw up a lot of false, false negatives yeah, false negatives yeah and be I don't know. You'll miss out on a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Because it's just, you know, someone might have just watched something on a bad day. I think that's right. Yeah. People who are like, Dan Wells sucks because he doesn't like Andor and I'll never read another one of his books. It's like, maybe Dan Wells was just tired. <laughs> maybe he would have loved it Andor if he'd watched it the <laughs> next another day. another day, yeah. So. I'm trying to think of a piece of art that we both really have very different opinions on. Mm, you love Avatar. Oh, I don't love Avatar. <laughs> I'm I'm medium Avatar. <laughs> Oh, what do we... We often do come up with different... What, one of our biggest fights of our entire oh, yeah. <laughs> relationship yeah. was about Virginia Woolf's Mrs. Dalloway. <laughs> we're 18 years old, by the way. So neither of us were making very good points. I don't know. Maybe. maybe you probably were. I definitely wasn't. Anyway, I really liked Mrs. Dalloway. thought it was really interesting, the stream of consciousness. Well, I mean, this gets into it. I was made to read Mrs. Dalloway... For a 6.30 a.m. English class when I was 17 years old. Yeah. Bad idea. Yeah. So, yeah, of course I came away. There's a very high chance I was going to come away from that and be like, what a piece of shit book. And you know what? I don't want to brag. But do you know what my experience was? What? Of I was doing extension one English in a class where I thrived. I was like the top of the class. The teacher thought I was a genius. Like, <laughs> but like that was my context. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I'm really good at reading this book. Mm. Wow. Because then when I've when I have gone on to read other literary fiction stuff, I've actually enjoyed it more than you. Yeah, exactly. When I didn't have that pressure yeah. of reading for a class. Yeah, and I think um, we just functioned differently at school. Like, I really didn't mind uh, that kind of being asked to do something. Mm. You know what? Like, sorry, just this is like not to do with this podcast. You just fucking hate to be asked to do something. I do. And I feel like that, that we should continue this conversation after the podcast. Because okay. I feel that's a link to other things we've been talking about today. Yeah, just to give context, basically every time Amy tells me that I need to do some work, like I have to, I have a meltdown. Yeah, and it really is. I have to decide myself. I have to. I cannot ask you, make you. It just, it's the strongest rebound back. Mm. Interesting. Like with the podcast today, it had to go come back around from you suddenly not wanting to do the podcast because I didn't want to do it initially. So my not wanting to do it made you not want to do it. And then once you didn't want to do it, I was like, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I'm such a dickhead, aren't I? 
Oh, wow. How do you even live with me? That's crazy. It is crazy. Lucky you're so cute. I am pretty cute. I am really cute. <sighs> is that kind of all we got today? Oh, man, it's a really short one. <laughs> It's just Seems an too interesting short. conversation, I guess. Um, I think like there's a lot more to say, but maybe that I'm we're just warming up. Like, we're warming up. I'm trying to, to think about like my own, like how I speak about other people's art, and like if I'm ever overly critical of other people's creations. But I don't think this is something that I do. I think I've learnt over time to be yeah. much to be well. How could I? With the work that I do, like compassion is just inbuilt. Like when I watch someone who's created something, I can't stop. I can't help but think about yeah. how they made it and what they did and like how it's so unique to them. And even if I don't enjoy it, it's hard for me to think about it. And then, I mean, it comes down to like, I will not leave a less than a three star Goodreads review. Yeah. I won't. I just won't leave the review. Yeah. Like I will not do it because it's just, it's someone's livelihood. It's someone's business yeah. being a writer. Like someone's put, so much, I know how much time and effort has gone into that thing. I just I hate a snarky review. I hate it. It doesn't I think it's just good, does it? it? It always makes the reviewer look bad. Yeah. It always makes the reviewer look like a dick. Yeah. And I just feel like it's not useful. It's it's not useful. It's just it's almost always a bizarre take they have. <laughs> like this book should have had more dogs in it. And and the fact it didn't have more dogs in it is a travesty. Yeah. One star. And it's like What's the? There's a quote about it, maybe from Brendan Sanderson as well. Sorry to always bring him up. My oh, James, I love Brendan. I think Sanderson. he says like people who leave one star reviews are often. Oh, maybe it was no, it was Tim. Fer- it's Tim Ferriss. Sorry, oh. the other person we bring up more than anyone else. He was like, I don't read my one star. I don't take count of my one star reviews because it's often like someone has ordered. Someone basically is saying, I ordered a camera and I got a... Or I thought I was ordering a camera and instead I got a microphone. Yeah. They it's like, like just, they just didn't understand what yeah, they were buying and yeah. they, they get annoyed at it. I think that's been reflective of just our business as well. Like when anyone's ever asked for like a refund or something, which, you know, occasionally happens. It's always like they've misunderstood what this is. Yes. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they've just completely fucked it. Yeah. And it's, but then like it's nine times out of ten, they're lovely and they go, oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. But sometimes they're like, you tricked me into buying this thing it's like okay i didn't sorry. realize i was gonna have to journal yeah i'm gonna have to do some stuff i yeah. thought i was buying a journal i thought you were gonna inject journaling into my brain by <laughs> no uh, like i could absorb it by osmosis but i think well, I, the other thing i was gonna say was i don't think you should be too harsh on yourself if you do do this a lot of everyone i've done it every, Amy, oh yeah Amy has and done like it. Some, no i do and like i was just i was just you know blowing steam on my own ass there before saying I am very compassionate and I am but sometimes I will come out with like just a doozy because I can be very hyperbolic I think often (laughs) when we're in we're in certain settings with certain friends who are maybe more intellectual or yeah we can egg each other on yeah oh that was shit yeah I'm trying to think of like a I hated it it was shit and it's almost like a posturing thing yeah yeah not in the sense we usually talk about posturing in the other sense of like it's a dick measuring contest yeah. Who can argue the best? And it's an argument. Sorry, I'm, this is all over the place, but now I'm thinking back to why um, popular creations often get that really hard rebound. Mm. And for me, I actually, I do get a stronger response when I really dislike something that's very popular because I almost feel like I have to validate myself. Mm. Like, oh my God, this was beloved and I didn't like it. What's wrong with me? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, I feel like I've read a book recently and I was just like, how is this so loved? And, you know, that kind of question, you know, it's great that it's so loved and I don't enjoy it. Like, again, it is so good for that to happen in this world. That phenomenon is the best because it means that artists can thrive 
and we don't have to get so attached to people not liking our work. Yes. And this is the other, that's the other thing is that you should treat any sales of art happening as a good thing. It's like growing the base. It's growing the pie. Like yeah. this isn't, as we always talk about, this isn't a finite thing. We want to get more and more people into art. If someone reads Twilight for the first time and falls in love with books, that is a great thing if you're a writer. It's the most beautiful thing. It's not taking anything away from you. It's it's just something to be celebrated. If someone watches, you know, a show that you think is trivial, but it makes them really start to get into comedy or starts to really get into better TV. Sorry, I don't want to say better. Other TV shows, a wider range of TV shows than what they normally watch. That's a great thing. Yeah. Um, I just had a really brilliant thought. But hold on. It'll come to you. Oh, fuck. It'll come. It'll come. We're just it was something talking. about how creatives... I don't know. Can you keep... Yeah, let's keep talking and hopefully it will okay. come back. Okay. Well, talking, talking, talking. <laughs> Gosh, this is going to... We're going to get another star... We're going to get another one-star review on our podcast about how we just do meaningless chit-chat. Oh, See, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Um, it was about how I think a lot of the time artists can be very critical, especially of popular work, because there's this like jealous and envy that comes in. And it's like, well, if this subjectively shit piece of work can do so well, why can't I do so well? Mm. And there's that almost like jealous envy pain that happens as well. And especially if you don't like the work, it can make that pain feel even more acute. Um, so if, for example, if you fucking hated Fifty Shades of Grey and you write something that you think is better, uh, but it's not doing as well, like that gap can feel really painful. But again, we have to come back and have to meditate on this fact that everybody, you know, we just are so varying in what we love and it has no reflection on what you do. Yeah, I think that's a really brilliant point, Amy. Thank you. I'm glad I remembered it. Well done. Thank you. Well done. I, I think that for me, I, I don't, I, I do actually feel often feel jealous of good art more than bad art like if someone writes a good book that's a better healthier thing to think because i think that jealousy is aspirational whereas Mm. the other jealousy is like there's something a little bit more toxic about being jealous of someone's success because you don't think they deserve it yeah whereas being jealous of like brandon sanderson is you know we can use that jealousy as a roadmap it shows something within you that you want like you desire to you know write prolifically and write beautiful stories and to be a full-time writer like they're they're just that's a map rather than the other way it's like really icky because it's like you're almost wishing for other people's lack of success Mm, yeah and think this is where maybe we should end the discussion is just reaffirming that we're not saying you have to be a perfect person and you have to no like i can be a bitch just it's a nice thing to be able to catch yourself on and think, is this really a constructive thing for me to be Mm. hypercritical and mean? I think it's when it becomes mean that it's bad. And I think this is why I don't like to use Goodreads as much anymore because it just seems like it's who can write the snarkiest, meanest, meanest review. Meanest. Meanest. And that's just, it's way harder to write a nice review than it is to write a bad review. Yeah. Bad reviews are easy. (laughs) Good Saying why something's good and being kind about someone and being generous with your praise is way more difficult than being snarky and rude um i'm really sorry to keep it going even though you just tried to wrap up that's fine but it, it reminds me of like getting feedback in writing classes yes and how easy people find it to shit on your work <laughs> yeah and i think it's genuinely a lot easier to pick out the bad uh, for, mo- for a lot of people i actually find it quite hard to pick out the bad i was remember doing having this with um having to do academic reviews mm. and if an article if you just really love it you go fuck i have to write a 500 word review what like, am I going to say? I, yeah, if you just loved it. But if they just have a glaring error, you're like, haha, easy. I'm going to smash Even it. if like the rest of the article was great, but it looks makes you, you makes you seem like you really hated the article. Yeah. Because of this one error. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's interesting. Mm. And I think that often maybe we have to, and this was actually from the Brennan Sanders and Dan Wells podcast, is they were saying early in their career, they felt like they had to caveat everything that they liked as well. They have to say, oh, I liked it, but you know, it wasn't perfect, Phil, because they were worried that someone was going to come around and like school them yeah. on how bad it actually is and make them look like they had bad taste. I get really scared of like announcing that I like things like I like Colleen Hoover as a writer. Like, it's such a scary thing to do because, like, these people have, like, people fucking hate Colleen Hoover. Really? Oh, it's so basic, you know? Like, mm. oh, it's like, well, Soz, I just do like her books. Yeah. And, and so do fucking millions of people. Yeah, they do. And popularity. Popularity. Again, yeah. Yeah. I did have something I wrote down beforehand in the discussion in my notes. Oh, I could just get my phone out. It's right in my pocket. Do it. Ready? Okay. Opening up Evernote. Uh-huh. Yeah, huh? Uh-huh. No, this is bad. <laughs> this is a bad note. Tell us though, you have to you have to reveal. It doesn't make any sense. Damn it. It's, it's a lot of what we've already said. Okay, great. Oh yeah, hey, this is, so for me it's more like I feel I get surprised when someone doesn't like something versus something if someone does like something. Like I will if you're like I love unicorn fairy detective stories. Mm. I'm like, "Cool, that sounds interesting." Yeah, yeah, like almost yeah. The niche. I can understand any like. Yes. But I find it harder to understand dislike. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I don't know why. Yeah, no, me too. I think it's... I, maybe that's just a personality thing. Mm. Maybe some people find it harder yeah. to understand like. I told you it wasn't worth going into. It was interesting though. It's an interesting point. I don't have anything, Thank to, you. I don't have anything to add to it though. Thanks. Can you tell we're not really warmed up to the podcast? I don't know. I feel like it's kind of been bopping. It's good. I think you it's been it. cute. I think it's been cute. Okay. Well, I missed everyone and I missed talking to you. Yeah, I missed it too. I missed doing. I always feel so good after doing the podcast. It's like a workout. It's like that classic quote: "I hate writing, but I love having written." Mm. But actually, even when I'm within the podcast, I hate having to think about doing the podcast. But I hate doing. I love doing it and having done it. The end. The end. Okay. Love you guys. You have a bad taste in art. Goodbye. Ciao. Could be in for a big session tonight. Not me. Oh, I thought it was a D&D text. I was like, great.